We got the best, and we thank you, Father. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you, Father, that you are blessing us even now. And, Father, I'm asking that you make this real to everyone here. And, Father, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed spiritually, physically, mentally, in every way. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We're going to talk about the dominion factor that God has given us. He's given us all authority. Amen. All power in the earth. And we must learn to take dominion. Now, that word dominion means the right to act. It also means rule, control, command, authority. So in other words, God has given us the right to take authority over what? Over evil, over the devil's work, amen, over darkness, amen. It also means dominance. We have dominion or dominance over anything that's not like God. You can stop it, amen. All you need to do is open your mouth and use what God's given you, amen, because he's given us all things pertaining to life and godliness, Anything that you need to use, every weapon of warfare, he's given us, amen, to come against the evil darkness of this world. Hallelujah. We represent the kingdom of heaven right here on earth. And we have the right to act. You have the right to act. Amen. Hallelujah. You have the right to be led by the Holy Spirit. This is the thing about dominion. You cannot act in the flesh. Amen. Your power and authority is in the spirit realm. You know, the Bible says that we have uh, spiritual weapons. Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. So God will teach our hands to war. He's teaching us every day, but we have to pay close attention. Amen. So we represent the kingdom of heaven right here on earth, and we have the right to act, act by being led by the Holy Spirit because we're filled with the Holy Spirit, and we're filled with life, the life of God. He's given me life, abundantly, exceedingly life. And the Bible says that we will do the things that he's done and greater things. Greater things will we do. Amen. God expects us to minister into the lives of others by dropping a seed into them. A seed of salvation, a seed of deliverance, a seed of love. Whatever it is that God is telling you to do to help others, this is what God is expecting us to do. Amen. Amen. And so God has given us all things pertaining to whatever people need someone else's need that's first on god's list amen and he bless us as we sow into others so god expects us to sow seeds into other people righteousness peace love and joy amen we have a divine purpose on this earth and that is to go ye and preach the gospel there is nothing greater than the salvation of other people amen we're supposed to have mercy 
in our hearts to want to see everybody saved and come into the knowledge of truth. Amen. And so God is dependent on us to get this work done. And greater works will we do. Greater works. Why don't we turn to Matthew 28. The Bible says we will do greater than Jesus. Jesus told the disciples and he told us that. In the Gospels he says greater works will you do. So it's not that we're, we're not capable. God's given us all things. He's given us everything that we need to bring this kingdom right here on earth. Amen. Matthew 28. Let's see. Let's start in. Oh, I better turn there. Matthew 28. Let's go to verse 18. It says, and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Verse 19 says, go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So what that's saying is God will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. When he's called you to do a work, he is with you. He will not abandon you during your, your works on this earth. He is with you. Hallelujah. I want to read the Amplified. It says, and Jesus said, all authority, all power, of absolute rule so authority is absolute rule and that word absolute means never failing amen Amen. Amen. when you have absolute rule no devil in hell can stop you (laughs) hallelujah you know the bible says that god uh, god has given us the necks of our enemy amen It says, so all authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, and teaching them to observe everything I command. Now, how do we teach them to observe God's commands? By living it. Amen. You can't. You can't teach or preach what you don't have and what you don't do. Amen. You have to, we have to be examples. Amen. You know, we are living epistles. Our lives are open books. Amen. And we are supposed to set examples for the world, not conform to the world, <laughs> but set examples for the world. And they are to do like we do. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to John 14. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture today. I'm sorry, but I like to read scripture, one scripture at a time. Hallelujah. John 14, verse 12. It says, Most assuredly I say unto you, and this is Jesus talking, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these He will do because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name that I will do, 
that the Father may be glorified in his Son. Amen. If you ask anything in my name, he says, I will do. So Jesus, before he went to sit on the right hand of the Father, he was reassuring his people that anything that we ask in his name, it is done. Well, why is it that I ask and it's not done? Because you don't believe it. (laughs) And if you believe it, you don't ask with authority. You know, we don't have to beg God for anything because he's already given it to us. You see, Jesus already promised us everything. Amen. And so it's the attitude of the heart. It's who you, who you know in Christ Jesus and who do you think you are. So you have to know who you are. You have to know that you have authority. You have to know that you have power. You have to know and believe that you stand in Jesus' place. Amen. When you're doing a work. Amen. It's like he's standing there doing the work. And so you're supposed to get the same results. Amen. If you're not getting the same results, go back to the drawing board. It's nothing wrong with that. And tell God I'm missing something. And usually what it is is probably uh, your understanding or boldness. Amen. Boldness. Because most of the time our power do not work when we don't come in boldness. Amen. You know, a lot of times we have reservations because maybe of the situation around us. Those of you who minister to people at work, you know what I'm talking about. Sometimes you don't think conditions are favorable for you to minister at that time, but you want to. Amen? Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, if it's God, he sets the stage. He sets the tone. You know, you can look up, and I've done this many times when I was in the supermarket or in public places, and I said, well, I don't want to pray with them right now because... You know, it's so, but you know, when you leap out there on faith and you do it, you look up, nobody's around because God sets the conditions. Amen. He's just looking for people who are bold enough and not fearful to go forth in his name. Amen. Let God worry about the situation. Amen. And if they get mad at you, so what? They're mad at you already anyway, <laughs> because you have something that they need. And so people, you know, it, it, you can't judge a situation by how it looks because generally people are open to ministry, you know, but they never look like it, do they? They never look like it. But they are open to ministry generally if you take that first step. And God is looking for those kind of people, amen, who are willing to take that first step and not worry about how it looks or who might see them. Or what people may think of them, amen. They're going to think something stupid maybe. Or maybe they may be the next in line saying, oh, can you pray for me? And that's generally what happens, amen. They need ministry too. Everybody needs ministry. We need ministry. We need more and more. We need all God can give us, amen. Hallelujah. So anyone who believes in Jesus shall do what he does and do greater works. He says, he we will do greater works amen the works that jesus did we are led by divine appointment anyway so when the opportunity is there to minister somebody god set the whole thing up he knew where you would go he knew you were going to heinen's because he led you there amen 
That's how he's always worked in my life. I said, why am I going in here? Amen. I just went to the market the other day. But you go in there anyway. And then there's your ministry assignment. Amen. Because you are on divine appointment. Amen. And God is with us everywhere that we go and everything that we do. You know, God has people on this earth that you are supposed to run into. You're supposed to go to run into them. It's no accident. Because everybody's salvation or every divine connection that you have is already divi- uh, divinely designed by God. He set it up. So go on and take that leap of faith. Amen. Minister, you can never go wrong talking about Jesus. And if you get fired, God has a better job waiting on you. Now, I don't encourage anybody to step out in the flesh. You know, don't step out in the flesh. But if you feel that unction on the inside of you telling you to move forward, then you do that. Amen? Go by unction. You know, believers and prophetic people move by unction, not by flesh. Amen? You move by the unction of God. So we are led to our divine appointment. Everything God has already pre-orchestrated, and he's depending on us to make that move. How many of you ever knew that you were supposed to make a move and didn't do it? Anybody can tell the truth in here? Amen. And then you feel bad. You say, man, I should have done that. And so guess what? Do you know if you repent right there, you say, God, open that door for me again. Do you know he will open that door for you again? Amen. But how many of us ask again because we're so discouraged, the devil puts such guilt on us, that we forget that God can fix these things. I remember I did that early on in my um, walk with God. And he always had me in the, in the market. And my daughter worked in the supermarket, so she always thought I was spying on her. She was still in high school, and I think that's how it started out. But God would always lead me to someone, and I didn't know why I was going in there. I said, I don't have any money. But I always followed the leading, and at that time, I didn't know it was God. But I followed that leading, and I knew after I was there that I was supposed to minister to certain people, and I backed down. And, you know, I said, God, I'm sorry. You know, he would make me uh, bump into them again every single time. But God is looking for honest people who are, you know, honest about our frailty. He knows, amen. He knows that we live in a mean, evil world, and it's hard to get that voice out there. He understands that. But I'm telling you, if you talk to him about that, he'll open that door for you again. And every single time I would say, oh, God, I'm sorry. She looked mean. Well, them guard dogs are going to be on everybody's face because Satan does not want them to get relieved. He doesn't want them to be delivered. And sometimes people are under such heavy, um, what is that word, Uh, attack from the devil that they're not happy. Their face is not going to be joyful. Amen. That's why they need you. (laughs) But I would always say, God, if you could just let me see them in the parking lot. I would always ask for parking lot ministry. And he says, no, you're going to talk to them in here. 
And I didn't know at that time he was breaking me of that fear of being overheard by a mean world that might look at me funny. And I found out they're going to look at me funny anyway. Amen. So it doesn't bother me anymore now, but it used to bother me. And But God always gave me a second chance at those people. And a couple people I did see in the parking lot. And I said, well, you know, I think God told me to say something to you. And, and they would just break down right there. Because those people are crying out for God, some word, something. And you have, even if it's God just says, he loves you. And I started off with that many times. Amen. God just said he loved you, and, and my speech disappeared. But sometimes <laughs> that's enough. Amen. And then after you break out of that first shell, God will give you more. So if that's all you have, give what you have. Amen. Praise God. God is faithful, and he won't leave you hanging out there with nothing to say. But you know what I found out? Don't try to conjure up a speech. Oh, God's going to do. You know how people give you these prophecies that are not prophecies. Amen. And so don't try to think of something special because I'm telling you, when a message comes from God, it don't take much. It don't take much. People just want to know that God cares. And that he is thinking about them. So just give people what you have. God will fill in the blanks. I'm going to say that. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Romans 12. Hallelujah. Romans 12. Anyone that believes in God will do greater things. So we're led by divine appointment for discipleship to help people grow. Amen. The Bible also says that we're living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God and not conform. In other words, God does not want you to conform to the ways of the world. In other words, he's depending on us to make the right decision. Amen. And be transformed by the renewing of our minds. I know you know the scripture, but that's, let's go there anywhere. Uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Amen. That means you're under God's control. You're out here working for God, not for yourself. You don't care what you look like anymore. You've gotten over that. But you want to do good for God. Amen? You want to be an example. And that's what God says you are anyway, whether you like it or not. In other words, you've been drafted. Amen? Into this army. Amen? And what a blessing it is. You know, when you don't know, sometimes you think, it's a burden. But then once you start uh, getting to know God, developing a relationship with him, you're having more fun than the person that's receiving Because there's a joy that's on the inside of the people of God. When you share that word of Jesus, you're being blessed. The word is a two-edged sword. And so you're being blessed that just as much as the person that's receiving from you. Amen? And so that's why it's such a joy to share Jesus with people because you're receiving deliverance. Amen? You have salvation. 
but it's so many other things that we need. And you're receiving all those things. You're being built up in the spirit. You're being built up in every way, physically and mentally, spiritually. You know, you're receiving everything that that person is receiving, and I believe more. Amen? Because you're, you're sacrificing yourself to share Jesus and his plan of salvation to others. So, uh, let's see, where am I? In one, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Remember that word, holy? Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So God is saying, look, you're not doing anything out of the ordinary. You're just doing what, God, what I put you on this earth to do, to share Jesus. Amen. It's a reasonable service. And do not be conformed, verse 2, to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So God wants us to have new ideas, a new attitude, new understanding, and not fall prey to the world, not become a part of the world. You know, sometimes Christians always think that they're missing out on something. You're missing out on, on problems. Amen. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. Amen. See, Amos 9.13 has you covered. Amen. You're missing on a lot of stuff that you don't need and that you left. And who wants to go back into that? I know I don't. Hallelujah. So it's a reasonable service to offer yourself up as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. But God warns us not to conform to this life, to this world. Amen. Stay holy. Stay acceptable. Because you don't know when God may have a divine appointment. You know, if you're out kicking it with the world, what do you have to say to anybody else? Amen. They'll look at you and say, you need Jesus more than I do. (laughs) And so we don't want to mislead anybody. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we want to stay in the word. Let the word of God change us. Let the word of God conform us. Amen. And, and it's easy to be holy and acceptable to God. Amen. And that doesn't mean you have to live with angel wings on your back. Just do what God told you to do and enjoy life. Amen. Enjoy life. Hallelujah. So what is the good and perfect will of God for our lives? Amen. It's, it's to embrace truth. Amen. Embracing the renewal of our minds. God doesn't want your your old way of thinking. Amen. He wants the new way of thinking. He wants a transformed and a renewed mind. Allowing the Holy Spirit to fine tune your thinking. And that's what God wants you to do. He wants the Holy Spirit, you to allow the Holy Spirit to fine-tune your life, your thinking, so you won't be deceived. People who don't think right get deceived sooner or later. Amen. Because they don't think right. Amen. And so we have to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God and not think so highly of ourselves and don't think that we know everything. 
because we don't know more than God. Amen. But God is expecting us to humble ourselves under his mighty hand. And that means that you have to be submissive to God. Now, how do I, how do, I do that? By obeying him, acknowledging him. I think the best thing that we can do as Christians is acknowledge God. Because if you are born again, he is with you all the time. And so you have to acknowledge him and let him know that you love him, that you care. And you care that he cares about you. Amen. You should be willing to do anything that he tells you to do. Amen. So we need to honor and be thankful that God wants to use us. Amen. Uh, You know, because we're just average people who are just trying to find our way and obey as best we can. But it's an honor and a privilege to work for God. Amen. We shouldn't put that job way down here. And see, the, the world is going to laugh at you and make, try to make you think that you're wasting your time. But it's never a waste of time. Amen. God will exalt you in due season. Just work for him. We don't have to self-exalt. But all we need to do is follow the plan of God, desire the will of God. Amen. Develop a relationship, a personal relationship with him where we can hear his voice. Amen. And when you can hear his voice, I'm telling you, that, that beats everything. Because it keeps you from running here and there wondering if I'm doing the right thing. Isn't it good to know? Amen. Ephesians 4. Allow the Holy Spirit to fine-tune your life. Everybody needs it. In other words, you need an update. We all need an update. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I had to update my phone. It wasn't acting right for weeks. And there were some things that needed updating. And I was thinking about that, and I was saying to myself, you know, that's how we are. Because bugs get in. (laughs) But what are bugs? The cares of this world, cares of life, you know, things that we allow to slip in because the devil is so after the people of God. He can go and mess with anybody he wants to mess with, but he likes messing with the people of God because he wants people to laugh at at the people of God and not take them seriously. Amen? But the devil's a liar. Hallelujah. He's a liar and the truth is not in him. And so he wants to make you look like you don't know what you're doing. He wants to make you feel like you don't have uh, whatever. Y'all know what he does. I don't know what he's doing. But I know he's a liar. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Y'all know. Sitting up there waiting on me. What you say? Y'all know what he's telling you. Well, what what's she going to say? You know. I'm going to say you know what God, what the devil's doing. But you know what? He always tries to take, uh, how is it? He has everything duplicated and false. He's a copycat, and he's always copying off God. But he's not authentic. Amen. And he wants you to fall for the false. But we are authentic people. Amen. We get what we have straight from heaven, straight from God. And he wish he could change places with you. Amen. So don't ever think 
that this life that we live is boring. I know how y'all young people think, but I'm telling you, we got the best life right now. Amen. So good to, because God is concerned about everything. And the thing I like about God, especially for you young people, there is nothing that he won't do for you. You just ask him. Amen. And he, when you think that he might not move in your behalf, but he will. Amen. He will. And he understands, you know, when you feel like you've missed it. But all you got to do is repent and cry out to him. And he's there waiting to help you get out of another new mess. Amen. (laughs) He never gives up on you. Hallelujah. Ephesians 4.22. Hallelujah. He doesn't care. He's going to help you out. Amen. All you have to do is repent. Oh, verse 22, it says that you put off concerning your former conduct. We have some putting off and some putting on to do, y'all. Amen. Put off your old man, your former conduct. Amen. Which grows corrupt. Yeah, you little corrupt, little mafia people. It grows corrupt. Your old man is corrupt according to the deceitful, deceitfulness of lust. Because the, the world offer and the world tries to show us so much nice stuff. Well, see, don't you want that? Or you see somebody that looks interesting. Don't you want to be with her? Don't you want to be with him? But I'm telling you, the, the, the devil is tricky. Amen. So when he suggests things like that, he's talking to your old man. He's not talking to your new creation man. Your new man tells him, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested. It got mighty quiet in here. (laughs) But you see why we have some putting off to do and some putting on? Put off the former things. Put off the old man. Put off how you used to live. Put off how you used to think. See, because as a man thinketh, so he is. And where the mind goes, the man follows. So when you think wrong or you think beneath your level or think beneath who you are, then the devil starts to talk to you. Amen. And so what you have to do is put off your former way of thinking. Now, how do you do that? By renewing your mind in the Word of God. Letting the Word of God upgrade how you think. Amen. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. So we need to put off concerning our former lifestyle. Whatever you used to do, you don't want that life anymore. Because the devil has too many, um, how can I say it? He, He blackmails you. After he cons you into doing something, make you feel bad. Amen? You know, and then you, you let your guard down. And you think God doesn't want anything else to do with you. And so some people just go on over to the other side and start living out of that, drinking out of that cup. Amen? And I'm telling you, it's not a good situation to be in. But I'm telling you, God loves you so much, all you have to do is go to him. Amen. Most people don't right away. They want to call you up and try to talk you into being stupid. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well. (laughs) But it's true. 
They want to, you know, make it seem like they're having such fun. All we need is you. Amen. But I'm telling you that when people mess up, they wish they had never done it. Amen. But they're not going to say that to you. Because the devil is still trying to hold on to them. Amen. To try to mess your life up. But don't let your guard down. All you have to do is know that God still loves you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. And that means even if you mess up, God will still uh, answer your cry, heed to your plea. Amen. All you have to do is be sincere in your heart. Amen. He doesn't give a lot, of, a lot for lip service, but he knows the condition and the attitude of our hearts. And if you mean it when you say it, he will help you again and again and again and again. He'll forgive you again and again and again and again. Amen. And that's why he expects us to do the same for one another. He expects us to forgive. Well, how many times? Seventy times seven. Well, how many times is that? As many times as somebody offends you, forgive them. God is talking to you. Amen. Well, one person agrees. But I'm telling you, God expects us to forgive. Amen. Just like he, he says, if you don't forgive others, he won't forgive you. Now, forgiving others don't mean you hang out and be best buds. But forgiving people means that you don't hold anything against them. It's like it never happened. Amen. Do anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to put off concerning concerning our former lifestyle, our former conversation of our old man. See, you don't even want to talk like you used to talk. You certainly don't want to think. Look, if you don't think that way, you won't talk that way. Amen. Hallelujah. According to the deceitfulness of lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new man created in righteousness and holiness yes your new man is created in righteousness and holiness as and god is saying to be renewed in the attitude or the spirit of your mind in other words be renewed in your attitude can you renew your attitude yes you can how by the washing of the water of the word allowing the word to sink in and not build up that wall. You'd be surprised how many people have a wall built up to resist the truth. Amen. And so you have to allow truth to come in. Why? Because you believe what God says. You're a believer. And God is saying to be renewed in the spirit or in the attitude of your mind. Amen. The word of God washes us clean. Amen. So we have a taking off and a putting on to do. Put on our regenerated and renewed nature because it's created in the image of God to show and express our gratitude to God for our salvation. You do it for gratitude for righteousness, gratitude for the holiness that God's placed in your life. You know, gratitude that God saved you and he healed you. And he delivered you, and he set you free. So we do it because we are grateful. Amen? We renew our mind according to Romans 12, 2, by allowing the word of God to wash our minds clean. The washing of the water of the word. 
so that we will think like God and carry and display his attributes to produce a harvest of souls. See, you don't reproduce unless you are, you know, in the right position with God. Amen. If you think wrong, you're going to produce wrong fruit. If you think right, like God tells you to think, by renewing your mind and renewing the attitude of your heart, then you will produce good fruit. Amen. You can't produce good fruit with a wrong heart and a wrong attitude. It won't happen. Amen. But the word of God waters the seed. Amen. See, God expects us to produce fruit. So there has to be something watered or something planted. There has to be seed to plant. Amen. And then the water of the word washes and waters the word that you plant. Are y'all here today? And it produces a harvest. And so be a seed sower. You are a seed sower by getting your mind unhooked up with the world. When you get your mind straightened out, then you'll be a seed sower and a harvest producer. You'll produce fruit that remains, not temporary fruit. Y'all know what temporary fruit are? The people that you try to con and manipulate. Girl, you better come on and get saved. Now repeat after me. Amen. It doesn't work. Work for a little while. <laughs> it works for a little while. And then they're back in the bars, and you wonder what, and then you act like you don't know them. Amen. But this is why God has to change your heart, and he has to um, lead you by the Holy Spirit to those people that he has set aside for your service. Amen. But stay ready, because you don't know when, what day, where you are. You can go to the gas station, and God has a divine appointment set up for you. And so you have to stay ready. And if you stay ready, you have your attitude, your heart, everything is in line with God. Doesn't mean you're a perfect person. None of us are perfect except the Lord. But we are ready to obey, to hear the voice of God and obey and carry out whatever it is that he's told us to do. And believe that when we minister to people, they're going to come in. Amen. Believe that it was true. Believe that it was real. Hallelujah. Did I give you Mark? Mark 4. Hallelujah. Mark 4. Huh. Verse 14. Hallelujah. It says the sower sows the word. Are you a sower? Amen. The sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. And when they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. Amen. So sometimes God will have you minister to people, and it fall by the wayside. It's not that you did anything wrong. Amen. If you've got everything lined up in your heart and in your mind, 
you can minister to them. You ever minister to somebody, especially a family member, and you see them doing stupid stuff again? Do you feel some sort of way? But know that there are times when you minister to people and that that word was received with gladness by them. And then you'll see them mess up, fall by the wayside. And so that's the situation that we're reading about here. Amen. The Amplified says the sower sows the word of God, the good news of salvation. Um, these in the first group, and this is the group we're talking about, that receive it with gladness, are the ones along the road where the word is sown. And when they hear Satan, when they hear it, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word which has been sown in them. Amen. And so that happens sometime, you know, with no, it, it's nothing that you've done wrong. Amen. As long as you have your heart clean just keep on living for god amen and ask god to bring them back around again amen now these are the people who are watching your life and who are imitating you but whose heart is not fixed in some kind of way satan manages to steal the word from them amen let's see now where am i at in 17 and they have no root and they have no root in themselves are y'all here and so endure only for a time they endure for a time and afterwards when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake immediately they stumble amen hallelujah and so some of them they receive that word with gladness but then time they come up against opposition have you ever seen that happen? And then they say, well, God didn't mean it, or God didn't hear me, or God's not going to do what he said. And they get mad at God, and they totally go back to the world. Amen? Verse 18 says, now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are, the, and this is saying, they are the ones who hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, we talked about this yesterday. And the desire for other things, according to Matthew 6, the desire for other things entering in and choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So this um, parable is talking about the sowers, talking about four different sowers. Amen. But this one, that last one, is talking about people who want to hear and the deceitfulness of riches. They start looking back at the world, amen, and their foot slip, amen. They start looking out that window called life. <laughs> the window, remember that window? My foot almost slipped when I looked out the window and saw the prosperity of the wicked. And they start to desire that life. And they don't know that the devil is trying to pick them and, and, and rob them of what's been put in their hearts. Amen. And we've all been there. Amen. Got real quiet. But we've all been there. Amen. You know, you get tired of seeing the world with all the lavish stuff. And you say, God, when is it my turn? Amen. 
but we but this is one thing we have to understand they don't keep it devil don't tell you that you know god you know what god gives you you will never lose but when the devil gives it to you honey he takes it back because he's an indian giver y'all know what that see he'll do that to mess up the minds of new christians and this is how he causes them to slip amen and so let's see now where was i at was that in verse 18 now these are the ones sown on thorns okay now verse 19 it says in the cares of this world yeah and the deceitfulness of riches because see riches are deceiving because it only shows you the glamorous part amen everybody wants to be and live like the movie stars but they don't show the terrible things they're in bondage to so many things most of them are in bondage to drugs they have to get out there and to keep that lifestyle they have to do abominable things but the devil hides that from you because he wants you to think it's a great life but god has given us the best life right now we have the best life now amen hallelujah and so the devil wants to show us a great life so that you'll desire what the world has and your foot slip amen don't ever look at what other people have hallelujah all right so let's go to verse 20. is it but these are the ones did i read that okay let's let's do the bottom part of 19 about in the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things entering in and it chokes the word and becomes unfruitful but these are the ones sown on good ground and this is them it says those who hear the word accept it and hear and bear fruit so you hear the word and you don't question see religion religious people will stop and pause and try to figure things out in other words this scripture verse 20 is telling us you hear the word you accept it and bear fruit amen and you'll see the works and the fruit of your labor immediately you know why because you don't question god you hear it you receive it and you believe it and it's nothing wrong when you hear a prophecy or you see something in the word and you say oh that sounds good i want that for myself god said you can have it see you don't have to wait you know whatever you are ministering to somebody else you can claim that by faith amen whenever you hear prophecy given to somebody if that thing hits you and i'm not talking about greedy people that want everything but i'm talking about if that thing hits you in your spirit and sometimes god is talking to more than one person amen amen and so you can receive that by faith and i'm telling you you'll get it you will get it amen you'll get it and so and that's not greed that's being uh, sharpened and aware of what god is doing and you know the bible says my sheep know my voice you know when god is talking to you amen hallelujah and so i remember when uh this last conference in august and the word came through kelly saying there's 22 people that ought to be thanking god right now for a miracle because you're gonna get and i said god i thank you i claim that and i got it amen 
So it's nothing wrong with that because God wants you to claim all good things. Amen. Because he wants them for you. Look, you can't outthink, outthink, outwant, outdesire God. He can give you as much as you can hold. Amen. He can give you as much as you have faith for. See, this is the thing. God doesn't want you getting things your way. But anything and as much as you can believe and have faith for, as long as you're getting it by faith, you can have as much as you want. As much as you want. Amen. There's nothing too You can't ask him for too much money. If you're getting it through him, because the deceitfulness of riches will cause a, a child of God to stumble if it's coming from the world. But God can give you more than the world could ever give you because the world has got everything on loan. The devil's a loan shark. And his, his what is that, interest is too high. What is it? Yeah, that interest that he charged you is more than you can pay. Because sometimes it comes in the form of sickness and disease. Amen. All that stuff. I won't go any further. But you know what I'm saying. Amen. But when you get it from God, there's no payback. Amen. The devil can't take it from you. Amen. And so if by some chance the devil gets in there and takes it, guess what? God will give it back to you. Amen. Good measure. Good measure. Amen. Because I don't believe that God will let the devil keep anything of yours. I'm telling you. Amen. And that go for relatives, children, whatever it is that the devil thinks he's going to take from you. God's already, he has a plan to give it back to you. And it's called restoration, restoring, amen. Restoring whatever it is that the devil has tried to take from you. God is a restorer. He will restore to you the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm, and all those other worms have stolen there's a season and a time where God just draws a line and says, no more. And he tells the devil, no more. And I'm restoring. I'm restoring everything that you have stolen from my people. And I'm telling you, Amos 9.13 is that time. Amen. Time of restoration. Time to be restored. Hallelujah. And so we should never doubt God. Don't ever doubt God. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's see. Did I get to to, uh, 20? Yeah, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word and accept it. Quit questioning the word, you know, and how some people are. And it says some 30, some 60, and some 100 fold. And those are those who submit to God. Amen. Those who allow the word to change them. Amen. Those are the ones that go out and do exploits in his name because they don't question what God is doing. They don't compare themselves to other other people. They don't wonder this and wonder that and try to rationalize and reason with the word of God. That's called religious spirit. Amen. Religion always wants to challenge the word of God or challenge the people of God. Amen? And you don't want to do that. But the ones that are fruitful are the ones that receive the word with gladness. 
and get out and be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Because I'm telling you, when you're caught up in religion, you are, you're not a doer. You're a hearer only and a judger and a criticizer and a watcher, a false watchman and all of the above. Can I go on? Amen. <laughs> you get involved in things that you shouldn't. Nosy, critical, amen, because you're false. Because the devil is taking you down the wrong road. Repent and come back, amen, and position yourself with God. Because God is positioned in heavenly places. You don't get down in the gutter and want to know people's business. It doesn't take all that to do a work for God, amen. You don't have to know the details. Just go with what you know. Amen. I saw somebody on Facebook asking somebody, well, what kind of cancer do they have? Because they were asking for prayer. And I could have just, I knew that was a downer. But somebody spoke up and said, you don't need to know, just pray. Cancer is cancer. <laughs> what kind? What kind? Like you got a special prayer for a certain kind. You know, and it's that kind of stuff. That's religion. That's what it is. It's religion. You don't have to know. And sometimes all you need to know is there is a need. Amen. There is a need. And if your heart, see, that's why we need to put away our former thinking, our former conduct, and think on things that are good, lovely, and pure, and of good report. Things that are thankworthy and praiseworthy. You don't have to know all that stuff. If they wanted you to know, they would have put it out there. Amen. Hallelujah. So Mark 4 says to sow, be a seed sower. Amen. And be the one, the last one that they, that group that they talked about that receives the word, hear it, receive it with gladness. You know why they receive it with gladness? They have a right heart. They have a right attitude of the heart. When your attitude is critical, then you're not going to be free to digest every word that's in this Bible. You're going to have questions. Amen. Now, there's sometimes we need more understanding, but ask God for it. He gives wisdom, knowledge, and revelation. Amen? And so you can ask. If you don't ask for wisdom, you probably won't have much. But I'm telling you, uh, through your prayers and through intercession, God will remove that veil and all wisdom and knowledge will be, it'll become plain. God knows what you need. And at some point, if you are sincere, then he will explain everything that you need to know. Amen. But details come later. I just want to hear that somebody is healed and set free. Amen. Did they get healed? That's what you need to be asking. <laughs> A good seed when hitting the right soil. Now, this is what I, I let me start here. It says, and this is what I wrote. So the dominion factor is when a sower sows the word of God and the heart of man is like the ground. The heart of man is like the ground that a man sows on. So in other words, the soil represents the heart of a man. And that's what you're sowing seed in. You're sowing seed in the heart of a man. Now, a good seed, when hitting the right soil, amen, when the soil is right or somebody's heart is right, amen, 
has to produce. It has to produce. Amen? That's the dominion factor. Are y'all here? Amen. In other words, Satan can't steal it. Amen. Hallelujah. I wanted to explain that a little further. Now listen, Satan can't steal something from you if you understand it. The reason a lot of people are robbed by Satan is because they don't understand. Amen. And sometimes this is when people have questions. Sometimes it's not religion. It's just not understanding things. So this is why I wanted to explain to you about the dominion factor. And that's the title. I was just checking. Is that the title of my teaching? Yes, it is. (laughs) So I'll say this again so everybody can understand. The dominion factor is when the soil of somebody's heart you sow seed into it and when you hit the right soil or when somebody is mature in their thinking or when they love God so much that they're just hungry for the word when that happens you you bear fruit amen you see fruit you have to bear fruit you must bear fruit amen that's the dominion factor and Satan can't steal it. If you understand this principle, then you will be a soul winner. You will harvest souls every time without fail. In other words, when you minister to people, you'll see them people. This one lady, she's on Facebook, and I led her to the Lord many years ago, me and Chuck. And she's still saved. That's been 35 years ago. And I say, Father, thank you for letting me see that this woman is still serving a God. Amen. Amen. And so that's the dominion factor. You take dominion, amen, and you do everything that God has told you to do, and you see results. Hallelujah. For as the rain, let's go to Isaiah 55. So so as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return void, What you do for God will not return void. Why? Because, God, you're walking in the ways of God where God has orchestrated everything that you're doing. Amen. He knows you're just following God. You're not trying to be anybody special. Amen. Isaiah 55, verse 10. It says, For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven... And do not return there, but but waters the earth and makes it bring forth the bud that is that is um, may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I have sent it. Amen. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. The mountains and hills will shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Amen. Instead of thorns, you will receive cypress trees, and instead of briars, shall come up myrtle trees. And it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign. That shall not be cut off. And and that's prosperity. So listen, when you obey God and when you 
uh, obey whatever it is that he is telling you to do, God will be sure that you will see the fruit of your labor. Amen. He will be sure that you see the fruit of your labor. We can decree. In other words, you can decree and declare a thing. And that word declare means to proclaim a thing. And it shall be given when we abide in him. You can't do this, in other words, on your own. God is not interested in on your own. But he says to obey his instructions. See, in other words, we have to be uh, interested in doing what God wants us to do. We need to be on his program. You don't put God on your program. Amen. Well, I think she needs deliverance because she's got a devil or whatever. God doesn't want that. God knows how to deliver his people. Amen. But he wants us to just obey him and just receive instructions spiritually from him and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. Amen. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will lead and guide you into all truth. So we can declare a thing and it shall be so. Amen. So abide in him and these things will come to pass and you'll see it. God will let you see the fruits of your labor when you stay in him. In other words, have God's, um, have God's purpose in your heart, not your own, so that you can feel good and say, I'm doing something for God. We're all doing something for God and God wants to use you more. Amen. And he will use you. But you have to not care about being a big person. You you understand what I'm saying? It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about what God is doing. Some people can't, and they always want to tell you something. You know, and those people that always want to tell you something don't know much. And they're trying to promote themselves. And so you have to, some things I, 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 I laugh and I say, wait a minute, didn't I tell her that two weeks ago? <laughs> they recycle information. So you have to be sure that you don't do that kind of stuff. Amen. Not cool. Amen. Hallelujah. But if the word is in your mouth and faith in your heart, all you have to do is pray a prayer, a simple prayer. It's nothing elaborate. You know, this, this kingdom is not elaborate, but it's the highest kingdom and the highest, um, how can I put it? It has the highest authority than any other kingdom. Amen. And it carries weight and it will get you where you want to go. All you have to do is trust God that he's going to do what he says he's going to do and you decree a thing and the bible says it is so amen so confess pray and believe the word and don't cast down the word because of your past amen god has a very short memory in other words the devil has a long memory god has a short memory god's people have a short memory the the world has a long memory and the world wants to pull you back into what you got delivered out of. So don't do it. Don't believe the hype. Amen. You know, we have to get you some hot cocoa and a puppy. Because that's what everybody wants. Cocoa and a puppy. Amen. The seed has dominion over the soil. And this is what I want you to think about. The seed has dominion over the soil. 
Amen. The seed has dominion. Now, what does that word dominion mean? Authority. So the seed, when you plant a seed in the ground, that seed is commanding something because it has authority. Amen. It has rule. Amen. It has dominance. So when you plant a seed, that seed is directing traffic (laughs) in the earth. (laughs) In other words, if you plant lima beans, that seed is telling the earth what to produce. It's called a dominion principle. The seed has dominion. And so when you plant a seed, that seed that comes out of your heart, if you just want somebody to just know that God loves them, you plant that seed, and that seed has authority, dominance, and power to bring a, a quick result. Because the seed, what did I say? Has domi- Thank you. Has dominion over the soil. So I look at it as a seed that you sow in the ground, an apple seed. Well, it has dominance under that ground, and it's telling everything under there, get out of my way, because a tree is about to be, and, and it comes up according to Amos 9.13, it's going to come quickly, amen? Hallelujah. It comes quickly. So the seed dominates the soil. It tells everything what's going to happen, and pretty much when it's going to happen, Amen. And so this is the dominion factor. Hallelujah. The seed has dominion over the soil. The dominion principle is a principle of truth. It's the principle of basic rules. And it's a fact of nature. Amen. So in other words, a principle has been proven already. Amen. It's a fact of nature that explains how something happens. So let's go to Mark 4. We'll be done in a minute. I just want to leave you with something so that you'll take authority and know that when you do that, God is with you. You're you're never by yourself. Yeah, it may feel lonely, but we don't live by feelings. The just shall live by faith. (laughs) You should never let your senses rule or dominate your life. Because, hey, yesterday I was blue. Amen. Today he's giving me life. So don't ever go by how you feel. Go by, go by what you know. And what you know is God is with you. He has given you all things pertaining to life and godliness. He will encourage and strengthen you. Amen. He, if you allow the word of God to strengthen and encourage your heart. God will use you and bless you. And your children will rise up and call you blessed. I don't know where that came from, but that's for somebody. Amen. They'll rise up and call you blessed because you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I forgot where I was. Mark, where did we go? Mark four eighteen. Hallelujah. Forget about what you did wrong. Start doing right. Stuff right. I feel ya. Okay. Mark, yeah, let's go back to Mark 4.18. I think I want verse 19. But I'll I'll do 
yeah, verse 19. Well, let's do 18. It says, and these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Amen. Hallelujah. And so that's the dominion principle. In other words, if that word is not received with gladness and you allow the, it, let, let's put it like this. What the, what the world offers people will mess this whole principle up for you if you believe the world and you desire what you see that the world has. In other words, you can't desire what the world has. So don't allow your eyes to get you in trouble. If the eye, your eye offend you, pluck it out. Amen? And so you can't allow what you see in the world and see what worldly people have. You can't desire that because the devil is after you. Amen? Now, and I know that didn't get much. But let me tell you that the other side of this, God can give you better than what they have. Amen. And he will do it. And he has done it. Just don't desire what they have. Want to get it for yourself on your own by God. Amen. See, God will give you exceedingly and abundantly. And that means I'll give you more than what the world has. But you got to trust him. You got to get it from him. And most Christians don't know how. And that's why they go to the world. Because of verse 18, verse 19, the ones that sown, let's see, now these are the ones sown among thorns, and they are the ones who hear the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desire for other things enter in and choke the word, and the word becomes unfruitful. The word becomes unfruitful in your life. Amen. And so you know what they do? People go to the world and get it that way. And that's what gets you in debt. Amen. Gets you in trouble. You can't sleep at night. You mad at everybody. That's what happens. And it's what your eyes, what you allow your eyes to see. And that's why God says in Romans 12, 2, it says, be renewed in your mind. Be renewed in your heart. Amen? And so you have to have a renewal. There's some things that we have to put in and put out. Put off, put off the old man. Put on the new man. I don't think like that no more. I don't want everything I see. I know God will give me more. He'll give me better. He'll give me double. You got to think like that. Amen? And you don't have to wait for it. That's the misconception. <laughs> See, most people think when God is giving you something, you've got to wait for it. You don't have to wait for it. If God wants you to have it, you can have it now. Well, it's still true. Your amen don't make it not true. <laughs> amen. Get a life. <laughs> See, this is why God doesn't want you to desire things from the world. It's false security. False security of riches or fame. Amen. And it creeps in, chokes out the word. Amen. And then you become unfruitful and so does that word. 
And sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board. You got to go back. Amen. And look for truth. Amen. And then some people do it all over again. I'm good until they see that one thing. <laughs> That's my favorite car. <laughs> or we want to show somebody something. I'm going to show them. Them is invisible people created by the devil to mess your head up because you're so easy. <laughs> They didn't like that, but that's okay, too. Let's go to Matthew 6. Almost done. Hallelujah. Back to Matthew 6. Hallelujah. Don't be a pawn. 628. I think we went over this yesterday, but we're going to go over it again and give you something to think about. Amen. Let's do 27. It says, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. In other words, lilies don't do nothing. They don't add to, I mean, they don't add to anything, but I clothe them anyway. Amen. And God is saying, what more won't I do for you who has purpose? Amen. Amen. I have deposited something in you. Why wouldn't I give it to you? Because I clothed the lilies. Amen. Uh, where was I at? Verse 29, it says, And yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Solomon was the richest man at that time. And it says, Now if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? So in other words, God will clothe you. He'll give you, and when it says clothe, he'll give you everything that you need today. And don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Because, see, really and truly, if you want to know the truth, God don't want to deal with tomorrow right today. <laughs> he don't want to deal with tomorrow today. Because he says tomorrow has problems of its own, and tomorrow will take care of those problems tomorrow. So in other words, your stomach can only hold so much food. So fill it up today. Thank you. And don't worry about tomorrow. What you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. Amen. Don't worry about that. So whenever you feel like God has forgotten you, look at the lilies of the field. Amen. And seek the kingdom. I think that's the next scripture. For all these things, verse 32 says, for all these things, the Gentiles or the heathen, the, pers the people who are not in covenant with God. And that's something to remember. We are covenant people. If God is in covenant with you, it's his job to take care of you. Don't you know that? Amen. It's his job to take care of you. But if you don't know that, you won't ask him for anything. Oh, he ain't going to do nothing. He ain't been doing nothing all this time. No, you ain't believing because you don't know who you are. When you know who you are, you know that you're entitled to certain things. Amen. And part of that entitlement is to have your needs met. Amen. So look at the lilies of the field 
Amen. Know that God is with you and he will dress you just like he dressed them. Amen. Hallelujah. And when the certain time of the year, depending on what climate you live in, the buds blow away, then they do something else. Amen. But it's still all good because he's still clothing and feeding. Feed them with rain, you know. And so he will feed you. He will do whatever it is that he's supposed to do for you because he doesn't lie. Amen. So it says in verse 33, but seek the first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Seek righteousness and you'll receive provision. Amen. Seek righteousness and you'll you'll be given healing, health, and wealth. Seek righteousness. Amen. And stop worrying about what you're going to do about tomorrow's bills. Is it due today? If it's due today, then go to God and God will fix it today. And we saw that a week ago. Amen. And so if it's due today, you know, ask God. Hallelujah. And he'll take care of it today. Yes, he will. Amen. It says, and things will be added. What does that mean? That he'll give you stuff you don't ask for. Because he knows the desire of your heart. So why wouldn't he give it to you? Verse 34 says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, take it one day at a time. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread, our daily needs. Your daily bread is your daily needs. Everything that you need, God will give it to you one day at a time. Amen. Amen. And don't worry. Don't be like the heathen who don't have a covenant. Don't stop acting like covenant, non-covenant people. We're covenant people. When someone is in a covenant with you, you don't break. It's not broken. Amen. And I'm not going to say not easily broken. It's not broken. Don't break. Amen. It doesn't break, and it lasts from generation to generation to generation. You know, God doesn't break covenant. Amen. Now, if you're not in a covenant with him, get in a covenant. Amen. If you you just going religious and just going, just faking it, then get real with God. Amen. And be sincere in your heart about your relationship. People who don't act like covenant people are usually people who don't have relationship. All it takes is just you opening up to God. He wants you to be a, a, a habitant of his throne room. He wants you to visit there regularly every day. Go in there and get what you need and come out. Amen. He don't want you to be a visitor. When things get bad, I'm going to call him up. You know, call him up. You don't call him up. You you dwell with him in the secret place of the Most High. He knows you. You know him. He knows what you need. Expect him to give it to you. Amen. You know, you have to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. They don't live by what's going to happen or what might happen. That's fear. And that's worry. And, and Amos, uh, not Amos. 
uh, uh, Matthew 6.33 said, don't worry about tomorrow. It told you to stop worrying. But you have to stay in faith, confess the word, pray, and believe the word, and trust God to bring it to you. Amen? So this is why God doesn't want you to be in your old mindset. He needs you to allow the word of God to change your mindset, change your thinking, so you'll think positive. You ever been around these negative people? They are everything. Well, they, they and you would try to say, but this is good. But they said, and don't tell me what they said. That makes me so mad. But see, you don't know. They said this and they said they can't do it. Well, then you won't get it. You have to forget about them and they and what they said because that's of the carnal realm anyway. That's man. God's word takes precedence over anything that could come out of a man's mouth. And you have to believe what God says. You go to God. You trust him. It's you and him. Amen. You don't want what the doctor said. I already know what the diagnosis is. Don't tell me. Amen. But let me tell you what the end result will be. Amen. Healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Delivered and set free in Jesus' name. Why? Because you're a covenant person. You're in covenant with God, and God's going to heal you. And In fact, by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. You're already healed. So walk in it. You have to learn to walk in it. Amen. So be a seed sower. The seed has dominion over the soil. In other words, give your seed an assignment. When you sow a seed, you tell that seed what to do. That seed is bossing everything in the garden around. And it tells everything under the ground what to do. Amen. I want a hundredfold. I don't want a, a corn stalk with four heads. I want to plant one seed and have six stalks. Amen. A hundred and fifty fold. That's what I want. So you have to give your seed an assignment. You have to expect your seed to do a great work. Amen. The seed, what is that? The seed, the seed has dominion over the soil. Amen. The seed has, your seed has dominion over where you plant it. If you don't believe it, you won't receive it. But don't put your, your, don't put that icky stuff on nobody else. Just you, you just go on and keep unbelieving. But don't, don't try to debate anybody. Amen. Keep it to yourself because the seed has dominion over the soil. Once you sow that seed, your seed has authority. It has dominion. Amen. And it has power and dominance to bring you back what you need. Whenever you sow the seed, that seed will bring you back what you need. Because the seed has dominance over the soil. Your seed, God does not look at your seed lightly. He looks at your seed as something that's precious. Amen. It's fruitful, and it will bring back what you sent it out to get. Try it. You might like it. <laughs> Amen. And you don't have to beg the devil to leave you alone. He has to leave you alone. Amen. Because he's scared to touch you. Amen. 
because your seed has dominance. It has authority. It has power. And you tell your seed what you want, and it brings it back. Did anybody get that? Hallelujah. If you get that, tell God amen. <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Thank you with you. We just